What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Thank you so much for taking the time to hang out. Uh, it's your boy EMT, and I'm actually driving right now. I'm driving and I'm bored, so I decided, hey, why not? Let's just do a podcast. I uploaded a video recently about Smooth Mobile and GoPro. So I figure I'd talk about it here because it's a little bit short. It's a, I think it's a minute and a half, you know, less than two minute video. Uh, and it was part of my Ask EMT uh, playlist, if so to speak, on my YouTube channel. <clears throat> and um, what we did is that while we were in Philadelphia on my previous New York City trip and all that good stuff, we tested how to use the GoPro, any GoPro, GoPro Hero 3, 4, 5, 6, so many GoPros. They all fit in the Smooth Mobile when you uh, rotate the grip, you know, where you put your phone. If you rotate that to portrait orientation, you'll definitely be able to uh, squeeze in a, a GoPro and, you know, you can just go bare bones with no no adapters, no housing, no nothing if you want. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I literally woke up a couple minutes ago, so my voice is still a little weird. But, um, yeah, you can actually fit the GoPro uh, no matter uh, which model you have, whether you have a, a, a grip. Uh, housing. I prefer not to use the housing. I prefer to go bare bones or with the frame. You know, that black frame that surrounds the GoPro for you to be able to uh, still use the accessories, but you can hear it, right? You can see it better because uh, it does not block the microphone. So I really, really like that uh, feature because at times the, the just the look of the GoPro, the wide angle lens actually helps with the stabilization. Um, I really like it. I really enjoy it, and I feel like I need to upgrade my GoPro because right now I'm hitting. Uh, I'm using a Hero Three, Hero Three Plus, and yeah, it lacks a couple of the 4K 60 frames per second uh, modes, the touchscreen, and all that stuff that the new versions have. So yeah, that was my previous video. Um, that's the latest and greatest. We released that one, and before that, I released. The Smooth Mobile versus DJI Osmo Mobile. I'm sorry. I am zoning out right now. It is the DJI Osmo Mobile 2 versus Smooth 4. Yes, that is correct. So yeah, we did a comparison. I did a comparison in New York City with the DJI Osmo Mobile 2 versus the Smooth 4. And it was super interesting because the Smooth 4 is a beast. It has a ton of buttons, a little scrolling wheel like DSLRs do. Um, it's a bigger gimbal. It's definitely a little bit bigger than the DJI or, I mean, it's probably very similar to the Smooth, but it's just bulkier and he I wouldn't say heavier, but it's definitely bulkier. It takes a little bit more room. Um, so I'm definitely not a super fan of that, but I, I understand it and I appreciate it. And we did that comparison. I learned a lot and I actually had to reshoot some of the tests here in California when we got back because um, truck to my right. That's the banging sound. <laughs> um, I had to retest it because I went ahead and treated this gimbal like I would treat any other gimbal. And this is not like any other gimbal. It's a little bit different. Um, the first thing that I noticed, and I'm going to be talking about it on uh, the next videos, uh, I'm going to make a four or five tips for the Smooth 4, but you're getting a sneak peek here, exclusive for the podcast listeners, uh, is that on this thing, you actually have to lock your exposure. If you, for some reason, 
If you don't lock your exposure on your phone, you can achieve that by tapping on the screen and holding uh, until you say e, uh, AEAF lock. That's auto exposure, autofocus lock. Similar to the camera app, the native camera apps on most smartphones. But if you don't, the app will constantly try to focus on something and it doesn't settle like the native app does. It just keeps going and going and, and it, it just creates a, a wobble effect because of the focus on top of the gimbal not doing a really good job by itself stabilizing. I found that very interesting that you, if you want super, super smooth uh, footage, you have to go to the settings and enable OIS slash EIS. That stands for Optical Image Stabilization, Electronic Image Stabilization. Now, if you're not 100% sure what that means, is that electronic image, uh, image stabilization uses uh, digital stabilization. So it pretty much crops, the screen crops the image a little bit, um, actually significantly, because you lose a little bit of, of, of just size overall. But what it does is that it takes advantage of that that extra crop that it did in order to sh to kind of like adjust the footage. So if you move to the right, that moves to the left a little bit and it try to, tries to keep everything centered. Um, so that and the combination of the gimbal definitely improves the, the, the results of the footage that you're trying to get. Um, I just find it very interesting because on most other gimbals like the DJI Osmo Mobile 2, Smooth Mobile, Smooth Pro, pretty much any other gimbal. Smooth Q, so many smooths. Um, they do a really good job without this. Uh, but nonetheless, once you enable these things and then you lock the exposure and autofocus on your device, it does a fantastic job. Um, I definitely feel that this gimbal is something special. I think it's, it's kind of like one of those things where, oh, early adopters get it and it works and it's okay, but you know that they're going to continue to revamp this thing to the point that whenever the next iteration of this comes out, it's going to be killer. Uh, one of my major uh, things that, one of the major features that didn't quite work as I was expecting was active tracking. Um, it works. It's just not as snappy as the DJI Osmo Mobile 2 or even the Smooth uh, Mobile, the, the Smooth Mobile. So you see, it's so confusing. But yeah, the DJI Osmo Mobile, in my opinion, has one of the best image uh, uh, active tracking features in the market right now. Um, it makes sense because they are in charge right now of the drone consumer market. So their active tracking uh, software is definitely on point. The Smooth Mobile active tracking is not bad at all. It's pretty good. Definitely, uh, uh, if you're running or doing stuff like that, like very sudden movements, most of them will lose the target. Um, so if I was going to give a rating, I feel that DJI Osmo will be my number one pick for active tracking. Smooth Mobile for number two. Smooth Q at number third. And then Smooth 4 at fourth place just because I have to give it a place. But honestly, like, the tracking's bad. The active tracking on the Smooth 4 is definitely something that they should be focusing on. And I'm confident that they will. If they tackle this challenge, that this gimbal is definitely going to become unstoppable. Because the active tracking affects the hyperlapse. Right? When you're taking time lapses, you can do active tracking. 
and just get overall better results while you're focused on a subject. Excuse me, guys. And yeah, I just feel that if they do that minor tweak and and, and, and update that app, uh, they'll definitely get overall a boost in my in my in my personal charts, so to speak. Um, and then, as a closing statement, because I'm I'm getting close uh, to my place of business, and I have to work to pay them bills. Um, it's one thing that I've been seeing on the internet, and it's the fact that the apps are not where they should as far as parity. Um, when you get an app from any of these gimbals, whether it's a TJI Osmo Mobile, the Smooth Mobile, the CY Play app for the Zhiyong gimbals, they off, they work, but often on Android, they default to the lowest common denominator as far as features go. I totally get it. I understand. And the idea behind the app development spoken from you know, the company itself, I, I had the pleasure of meeting with uh, the great people at Smooth, and they told me what the challenge was. And what they were saying is that on iOS, they have to virtually develop one or two versions of the app if you factor in iPad. But ideally, you build one app, and then you just simply optimize it. You fine-tune it. Oh, here's a, here's a toggle for the 10. Here's a toggle for this. And all you really have to do is create just the basic parameters for the one app. On operating systems like Android, for example, you have to create one, right, for the lowest common denominator. But since every manufacturer has a completely different camera, completely different OIS system, completely different interface at times... They would literally virtually have to create once one single app for every smartphone out there. He told me that they were they, they were telling me that there were kind of like some 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 areas where, for example, if you make one for the galaxies, you can do one and it would fit the plus version of that, right? So development's not that crazy in that department. But you have the Motorola's, you have the yeah the the, the Pixels, you have the Galaxies, you have the LGs, you have the Zonies, you have the Huawei, if that's how you say. It. You have so many competitors that virtually they would have to create a single app for every iteration of smartphone that it's capable of handling these gimbals, and that's why when you go to Android. You can only record, uh, you don't have uh, slow-mo mode, for example. There's no slow mode on some of the Androids. Um, There is uh, a lower resolution time lapse or something like that, right? So you cannot shoot 4K on Android on most of them uh, with the DJI Go app or the other app. So those are some of the limitations that I feel that developers at least should establish what are the top smartphones at least to to four uh, smartphones definitely understand the the, the, the the context, the value, the expense of creating an application for every single smartphone. That's that's definitely not cheap. But at least one of the top manufacturers, that way there's an option for them to embrace it. And I don't know, maybe forge partnerships with the handset makers. Maybe they can, I don't know, maybe they can subsidize um, this into... Uh, the cost of the device or subsidized development be and use this as a selling point, you know, because 
it's a huge market right now. Everybody loves their phones. Everybody loves to take pictures and videos of their families, friends. And what better way to use uh, your smartphone with a stabilizer that's going to give you extremely smooth content? I don't know. Just food for thought. If any of you are developers and you want to chime in, make sure you follow me on Instagram. I'm here and there on Twitter. So you can feel free to swing by, say hi. Uh, but mostly I'm going to be on Instagram. That's my bread and butter right now. That's where I hang the most. Except, you know, photography, videography, of course. So don't... don't uh, be prohibited to uh, drop a comment or shoot me a DM. Uh, I do the best I can to follow up with them. So far, I'm, I'm, I think I'm doing pretty good. Uh, but yeah, guys, that's just a little little blurb, little recap of everything that I've done. Uh, more videos to come. We're doing uh, multiple things, like uh, four or five things I like about the Smooth 4. I'm revisiting the Smooth Mobile because they updated their packaging, they updated their app, and we're going to do a really nice in-depth look at those uh new updates and yeah that's pretty much it guys i hope you f- you have a fantastic day uh in your hustles if you have any questions comments concerns drop them either in the comment section leave a review or shoot me out on instagram send me a send me a dm or something like that all right guys until next time take care